It's season seven. We're back, snitches. Can you believe it? How did we read all these books? I don't know. Just learned to read, and now we've read six, and now we're about to read seven. We're like, oh, we're amazing. about to read seven books, We've guys. learned so many words in these past few years. I'm so proud of us. First of all, this is Basic Snitches. Yeah, um, in case you didn't know, this is Basic Snitches, yeah. and I'm Tara. And I'm Adam. Yeah, in case you wanted to, like, skip all the way to the end, here we are. We're at the end. We've got a great season planned for you guys. And as always, at the beginning of each season, we have gifts. We have gifts for each other. Yes. This is not the most creative gift I've ever gotten for you, but these were just things that I was like, Adam needs this, and new season is coming up. Okay. Well, you did wrap yours a lot better. Hers is in an actual bag with tissue paper. Mine is in the bag that it came in. It has like one or two pieces of tissue paper. It's not that fancy. Can you tell where I bought this? Is that from uh, like a baby store? No, it's from Off the Wagon in Kent. (gasps) Well, and actually, we'll we'll be there for the. That is very true. Because yes, that is something that is happening right at the end of the actual podcast break. So sorry, but this is in the past. Yeah, this is we in the past, (laughs) but we're gonna go to the Wizardly Weekend again. In Kent. Yes, and this time I'm actually prepared. I registered for the 5K like I'm supposed to, etc. But well, not the 5K, but the crawl. The, yes, the bar, the bar crawl. crawl. So much fun. We're gonna be working our asses off, and then we're gonna reward ourselves with alcohol. Yes, because that's a smart it. thing to do. Because we can crawl this time. Tara isn't the only one who like did it. So if you want to join us, get out your time turners, take it back a little bit, right, and, and then join us. Yes. Hopefully you did. So. Hopefully you already you did. Go. Yes, Ashley, I know is, and Neil. All right. Well, well, you don't have to unwrap it, so take take the first thing out. Let's do it like that, I guess. I'm opening this card. Oh, and as she opens that card, I have a little Trelawney sticker. I saw her. Oh my gosh, she goes it's kind amazing. Of with the gifts. I've never seen anything like that. Oh, okay. Well, I know what a theme <laughs> could be here. Can I read this card? Yes. Out loud. This card is your gift, fucker. Happy seven seasons. How hard to believe is that? What a wonderful project it's been. And it will only become even more wonderful. Love, Adam. And that's all I got her. So it's great. Yeah. That's it. I Love put it, it in the bag for no reason. <laughs> Let's each take something out at the same okay. time. Okay. And then. Okay. Oh. That's what you should have the first one. Is this a, this is a it's new a tarot, tarot deck. deck? Yep. I saw it and I was like, that's so pretty. I don't tarot, but Adam needs this. Yes. I love getting tarot decks as gifts. Are you supposed to get them as gifts? They say that it makes it more lucky, and I like that thought. But I have also bought a lot of tarot gifts. That's fine, too. Tarot gifts, yes. Let's say it that way. Yeah, this is a beautiful deck. Oh, my god. Yeah, I saw it, and I was like, that's just so pretty. So Adam's getting it. Um, This is a little surprise HP figure. Obviously, we hope it's Snape, because you all know how much I know and love him. I also got myself one, and I'll tell you who I got when... So this one oh my is... God. What is that? <gasps> this is Fox! Oh my Fuck god! Yeah! You got it better than one Oh than my god, either. he's so cute! At first, I saw pink instead of orange, and I was like, oh my god, if she got Umbridge. Fox, he looks great. I got Mad-Eye Moody. Oh my god, that's amazing, though. The, yes, but Fox is far superior. I mean, Fox Sorry, is, Mad-Eye Moody. Fox is probably the greatest character in the show. In the, show. The, the, the book. <laughs> I think that I might start using this as my primary deck. Ooh, yay! This is so, so nice. No, no, Thank there you. are no gifts for you kittens. These oh, are for us. And the packaging for tarot decks is also just as important. It's so pretty. I love when they have this little, like, oh, thing. Oh, the, the thing to pull them out. <laughs> yes. yes. Then you're not, like, bending the card yes. at all. And the book is very, very good, too. Thank I'm you! I'm so excited to... Well, you'll have to read one for me, then. 
C. Trelawney. Yes, I was. I Trelawney was. Theme. I went with the Trelawney theme. Do you want to do the next thing? Sure. Okay. What is this? <laughs> oh my god! Drinkies. Drinkies and snackies. And snackies. Got some butterbeer candies within a really fucking cool mug. I know. That's this why I got mug it. is the so mug. cool. But also, there's snackies in here. You can drink your wine out of that. I could. If you want. I probably won't today, but okay. I do like it. Because <laughs> then I have to take all the things out of it. She kept me a game called Pick Your Poison. I just was like, oh. <laughs> Lately, I've really been. Also, we might be able to use that for some games. Yeah, I have no idea. Oh my god! I just thought it sounded fun. I'm gonna read into it. I think it's basically a, it's like a would you rather type game. I think. Yeah. Oh Which my god. We love those. So. so so fun. Lately, I've been looking at games too. No, um, sir. This is not for you. <laughs> of course, my cats are here yeah. as well. I've been looking for like new games and stuff. I've been kind of looking for like one player games too because I have a bunch of oh, yeah. games. That or I just need gameplay things. You know, I haven't had a game night in forever, so we should do that. I know Brian's been wanting to have one with us. Yeah. So. One more? Oh uh, yes, we each got each other three things. Oh, it's a Cerberus, aka Fluffy. Is, is that it? That's in there. Yes. Okay. When I saw that, I was like, "This is a tarot gift." He's so squishy. Also, I like the one on the end who's just like. I'm not a scary Cerberus at all. I got that because it was in the Squishmallow section. And I was like, hang on. I think I need to buy this. This is for Tara, for sure. See, this is why I'm always like, Fluffy is cute. Look at how well, cute. And I got her a fluffy oh. version. Get uh, out of here. This is mine. Like, rip her head off, so. Yeah, that's true. It yeah. was very cute, you in the bag and all, but it's my bag. They have cute. been wanting to get in that bag for weeks. Yeah, that sounds week. right. So... Thank you, and I, oh, my last one is a book of divination. Yes. Which is so cool. Like, honestly, I've been looking a lot into it. I didn't actually read through a lot of it. I, like, I just was like, okay, what is this? And so I, I glanced at a few things, and I was like, this is kind of fascinating. There's and... a lot of, like, symbols in here, which is really, really nice, too. And I think that this will be a good catch-up for things like palmistry that, like, I know about, but haven't been being up with it. Oh, also, we're in the Ravenclaw room. Oh, it's pretty. And actually, speaking of, like, what we're watching right now, let's have a little Patreon update. Yes. It's time to acknowledge our patrons, and our patrons are Ashley, Brian, Brittany, Mary Beth, Megan, Olivia, Nisi, and Nicole. And we appreciate all of you guys so much. As you can see, we are down to eight. At one point, we had 12. We are losing patrons. So please come and join us. Now, I will say, over our break, we did restructure things a little bit. Because of some of the demand of some of the tiers and needing to create all this extra content when we didn't have a lot of people in those tiers. So we now have two tiers. We have extra points at $5, and we have Quen at $10. So at the beginning of the season, it's a great time to recap what you get in each of those tiers. And if you're paying attention, basically we remove the extra points tier and then raise the price on our Your Basic tier. And, you know, inflation. It's something that we all are dealing with, but also you get a lot of extra content at that $5 Your Basic tier as well. So at that tier, you get exclusive content every single week. You also get acknowledged in every single episode. At the $10 tier, you get all of that plus a monthly fishbowl episode. Fishbowl is kind of the term we use. We have a whole bunch of compiled topics on episodes that we think would be fun to do within the Harry Potter universe. And we do about a 30-minute episode 
every month. Also get a weekly blog post from Tara and myself. We do every other week, so that is every week for all of you. Just so that you can learn about, hey, what's going on in our lives and whatnot. We used to talk a lot more about that on the podcast, but we moved that to Patreon. And then you also get a free quarterly tarot reading from myself. And perhaps I can use the new deck that Tara just got me. So please come and join us. It's a lot of fun. Truly, when I compare it to a lot of the other Patreons that I support, my just own personal account, we have a really active one for as inexpensive as it is. So please come join us at patreon.com slash basic snitches. Um, we're starting off with the first chapter of this book. Yes. So there's no winner or loser. There's no winner or loser. The winners are us. And yeah. the losers are people who have not listened to this podcast. And the loser is Bentley because he didn't get to like He's He's very upset. He's going to chew on the handles now. Which, I mean, I guess I can allow that. You dumb cat. Yeah. Loser. Loser. And I sent you a thing. Wrote me a thing. <clears throat> I sent it in your email and I didn't title it. It's just a random... Like, no subject email. Yeah, it's called no subject. <laughs> so, no subject. <laughs> Two guys are just strolling down a road. One of them is an idiot and the other one is Nate. So not an idiot so much as an asshole. Anyway, they go to a giant mansion and see some albino peacocks. Basically everyday ordinary stuff. This is basically just a meeting with Voldy and all of his hoes. And they are here to make sure that there is totally a foolproof plan to finally fucking kill Harry Potter. Both Yaxley and Snape have different information for him and have a dick measuring contest over who has better intel while everyone else at this table doesn't say anything and looks scared. There's also a body just floating above the table because again, very normal things happening here. And it turns out that this person is a professor at Hogwarts. She taught muggle studies, although she was never actually mentioned by name before because that was something the author forgot to do because the author doesn't give a fuck about Anyway, Voldy takes Lucy's wand, then murders the former professor in front of everyone and tells the snake to eat her bot. Such a low-key way to start a book. Starting us off easy, apparently. Yeah, that's what we do. I think I said this in the last book, or the fourth book, maybe both of them. I love when the book starts off not with Harry. It's so funny because he's still mentioned in all of the, the first chapters that don't include him. Because I don't know if you knew this, the book series is about him. <laughs> but also Voldemort is so obsessed. So I like this different perspective. And we actually get a handful of moments in this book with Voldemort. It's not just this one chapter. I like it. I do too. And I think it's because it wastes no time. I think in some cases there are some formalities. You're stuck back at the Dursleys and you're like, okay, what about the plot? What about what happened last time? Mm-hmm. And in this case, we don't have any bullshit. It kind of gets right into it. And in yeah, fact, there's there's no, like, let's go back through what happened in the last six years. Uh-uh. Yeah. See, you, I mean, if you didn't read the books before, sucks to suck. Yeah. If you're reading this book, there's no way you didn't read the previous books. You can't come into this book Mm-mm. like you could at book two. The first thing that I wrote down was, this is where we left off in terms of where did Snape go? And so I'm thinking yeah. that, okay, he apparates away. Now he's coming to Malfoy Manor. Yaxley and him just went and got, like, some Starbucks. No, they didn't go to Starbucks. One of them went to Starbucks and one of them went to, like, Dunkin' Donuts. Because they are not pals. Oh, okay. I, I don't like think that. they're I pals. Like that. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, that absolutely makes sense. I was thinking that you were going to have one of them go to, like, I don't know. 
get random office drip coffee. Like, the, uh, something really shitty. You know what I mean? I mean, that's probably what you actually did, honestly. We Snape just... went to, like, this fancy-ass locally-owned coffee shop, and yes. it was fancy. And... Snape went to, like, the Metropolitan, or whatever it's called. Yeah. And he actually fucking brewed he was like, coffee in his sock. He was like, I'm gonna go to Speedway for some coffee. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Wherever it's, like, very, very weak and watered down and shitty. That's where you actually went. Do they have speedways in you? I don't know. I feel like gas station coffee in the UK. I don't know why I've made this decision. I feel like gas station coffee in the UK is probably somehow worse than gas station coffee in America. I kind of. Can I see feel that. like that would just make sense. They put all their effort into tea. Yeah. Yeah, it's canon now. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, a, a whole minute conversation about yes. what kind of coffee these fuckers are drinking. Exactly. But yeah, they they go on they go on a little stroll through the gate with their their magical ability to walk through a gate. Yes. That's fun. It's because they have dark marks. <laughs> really good magical ability. We can walk through gates now. That's what your dark mark can do. This is in fact not what I had thought. Too, it's not that it picks exactly up where it is like some time has passed here oh definitely like the summer has basically passed so there are some things that we need to pick up for example one thing that they talk about in this chapter is when the ministry falls when the ministry falls mm-hmm. blah, blah 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 and i'm like oh it hasn't yet right what has happened i guess since the end of the last book did everyone just go to disney world and now they're like okay school time again well i think time that... to focus on murdering here well, well it's july so the whole summer is not gone yeah, and I, I, I think that, that Hogwarts goes through at least into mid, if not late June. So mm-hmm. it's only been maybe a month to six weeks at this point. Yeah, that's probably true. Um, that's what I would think. And I will say that Voldemort has been doing this very slowly, like infiltrating the ministry. He did that sneakily. That so is that takes true. some time. It takes some time for, for Yaxley and whoever the fuck to like get thickness on their side and all of that and they're watching the order and trying to figure out what's going on with when they're moving harry like it's honestly they're in a good place to have a good plan they're just not going to because we underestimate people you know between snape and voldemort they should be getting away with this shit let's back up because they go through the gate there's the beautiful peacocks there i'm like yeah of course the malfoys have fucking peacocks and they're only white as well beautiful and stuff but like what does that have to uh say about the malfoys white pride there you go Mm -hmm. they walk in everyone's meeting in the drawing room yeah we have a fucking drawing room (laughs) okay In the 90s. The only people who have a drawing room in the 90s are the Malfoys. Basically, Voldy's like, Ah, Snape, my right-hand boy. You're a Voldy boy through and through. And everyone is like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, everyone everyone is so jealous. And then he's like, oh, Yaxley, you're here. You can find a seat over there. Yaxley, go sit in the other room. (laughs) And Voldemort's (laughs) like, you guys got coffee? Why? And then he, like, rings a little bell. Skinny Dick comes in with a tray of margaritas. (laughs) He's like, never mind. I'm good. I don't need coffee. (laughs) You don't want uppers with your downers? (laughs) Margarita for each hand, please. Margarita for each hand, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bellatrix is there, like, with multiple. <laughs> She's like, can I have a flight? Bellatrix <laughs> <laughs> has a flight of margaritas. And Skinny like, well, I only made one kind, and he gets tortured for it. So Bellatrix just picks little bottles out of her titties and pours unknown alcohol Unknown alcoholic She's like, great, now I have now we can proceed. my Margarita flight. Which we already established that my new drag name is Margarita Throat. My sister, Tara, is Margarita Flight with a Margarita's. Hell yes. 
Anyways, <laughs> we have guys, we're establishing season, really important shit right now. And we right are now. already back on our bullshit, okay? I mean, I don't really think I was ever off my bullshit, let's be clear. That is very fair. We've yeah. already mentioned drag queens. We haven't said fuck that guy yet. It's coming. This chapter is about Death Eater. That is very true. <laughs> I was going to say, Terry even like praised Snape on his good coffee choices. I did, I did. So, uh, brace yourself for the fuck that guy. It's coming. <laughs> Not really for him in this chapter. This is a good chapter for Snape, honestly. Yeah, it kind of is, because, well, Voldemort are already is like, come here. This is my number one like, boy. Yeah. Sit next to Daddy. That's when they are, you know, talking about the arrival of the team to come and transfer Harry. And Snape is like, it's on this date and this time, blah, blah, blah. The axe is like, well, I heard it differently. And Voldy's like, shut the fuck up, bitch. Get in the kitchen with uh, Skinny Dick and make a different <laughs> We need different margaritas. For my dear Bellatrix. She needs a flight. Because whatever you say is irrelevant. He was just so ready to get rid of Yaxley, which is fine because he sucks. Yeah, being blonde is Malfoy's thing. Calm your ass down. Right. Okay, we have wine now. Yes, thank God. We were like, we're on our bullshit. We got to get it before Something's wrong. Wine, that's what was yes, missing. Yes, we also ate, but the wine is the most important part. So yes, Snape's the one with Ellie and Tell. Because he is smart, dude. You had also said something about how like they're all like scared. And obviously we'll get to the movie part of this. Already, like, at the beginning of the book, I feel like, in a way, it's foreshadowing of, like, oh, we're only here because, like, we're scared. Right, I mean, I think that's a huge part of why most of them are his followers. I mean, that's why Wormtail is in the position he's in. That is one of the reasons why people make the kind of legitimate argument that Snape is brave in certain regards. Yeah. Again, it's more like, yeah, but you're so fucking gross. I don't want to give you that descriptor but that's very brave of him to understand like that he's literally just like sitting in a very dangerous place all the time yeah for those two in particular i'm talking skinny dick and snape at the very least you could say these two have been outcasted what else are they going to do i would go so far to say like bellatrix is there anybody else who's been broken out of azkaban but like other people who have been around like the malfoys like their house has now become like headquarters been taken over right and very clearly i think the malfoys are the ones who are some of the most like terrified and if they are as terrified as they are in this situation and they're this major you know that a bunch of the other ones are too absolutely they come from such a place of privilege too they were like an untouchable family and then malfoy literally went to azkaban yeah wow that's not supposed to happen to important people who literally had the ministry in their pocket the book before you could go so far to say like they are sort of outcasted too because of oh yeah what would happen if this group of people for the most part who do have a choice would be like you know what i'm not doing this Go fuck yourself. Right. Yeah, they'd probably all die. But, like, Voldemort would not be nearly as powerful if he wasn't, like, instilling fear in all of these people. Clearly, that's, like, a huge part of what power is. Yeah, absolutely. That's why, like, most, like, quote-unquote evil or, like, awful people rise to power is from, like, a place of fear. And I think that the lesson here... Yeah, we're getting to the lesson of the book in the first chapter. Ooh. Uh, that we don't <clears throat> have to do the rest of all this reading other chapters bullshit he's on <laughs> season seven short and sweet is that you can't operate from a place of fear and what's the opposite of fear it's a place of love i mean i can play the witchy music <laughs> Because that, I 
think comes from a lot of different perspectives, uh, including witchy and meditative, even like mental health standpoints is like always come from a place of love instead of fear. I think that that's true. So what we learned with the like dick measuring contest between Snape and Yaxley is from Snape, we learned that the Order of the Phoenix already thinks that the ministry is under their control. Yes. Which is honestly really smart on the Order of the Phoenix's part. Mad-Eye Moody is still with us for now. Yeah. He's kind of leading them all, and he's distrustful already, so they were kind of prepared to already be distrustful, but this is where Voldemort is actually, like, pleased to hear that Harry wouldn't be used by any, like, known transportation. He's feeling real good about it. Yeah, so when they start talking about this transportation thing, well, he can't apparate or use the flu network, or was it just those two? It was, um... Yeah, if Potter apparates or uses the flu network, we'll know immediately. Which, I don't know how they can know if he apparates because he's underage. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what it is then. I mean, he's underage for just a couple more days, basically. Yeah. Because if that's the case, too, that's such a huge loophole for, like, previous things. I don't understand at all how the ministry could actually track everyone's apparition unless they're underage. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it kind of even goes back to, let's say, even in book four. Obviously, Barty Crafts Jr. had to do some apparition. I mean, I feel like all the adults do a lot of apparition. Yeah, so, like, just in general, like, if you're able to track all of that kind of stuff, is it that, oh, it's trackable and nobody ever looks at it? And now, like, with pious thickness or whatever under our thumb, we'll be able to have access to this data that nobody ever looks at anyways. Is it that sort of thing? Or is it just that this has always been something that we could have been doing up to this point that would have solved a lot of issues? Right. It just seems like a convenient thing. Unless, you know, the way that Death Eaters kind of, like, travel is from that smoke cloud. Which is not a book thing. That's a movie thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. It looks Which cool, Which is though. very true. It looks cool. I mean, to that point, I guess, then that doesn't matter, because it's the same thing as apparition in the book, so... Yeah, that's just basically, I think, how they are showing in the movie that people have apparated, which yeah. is... I guess that's a thing. So, yeah, I didn't like that little thing in there, because also, like, they apparate throughout this entire book. And the thing I always remember when they're in, like, the Forest of Dean is, like... Don't say his name because they're tracking that. So I don't know if something right. happens or whatever, but <clears throat> that's just like a moot point. It's a little transportation. Local. Right, because again, like I'm like, how could you possibly do that? The only thing that I can think of that would make sense is because he's underage. You know, they worry about the trace on him anyway later on. Yeah. So like this immediate thing of like transferring him, if they're going to transfer him before his birthday... He can't use it because that's what's being tracked. And that's what I'm sure what the original thought was. Well, as soon as he turns 17, he's going to get the fuck out of there. So we're going to pounce on him because then his magic can't be traced. But obviously the order is thinking, "Mm, uh, we should not wait until then because they're going to be ready to pounce. Because everyone knows his fucking birthday. There's one other thing that Voldemort says here that is like, I owe more to my mistakes than my triumphs. Oh, yeah. It was basically like, the reason that he lives is due more to my mistakes than his abilities or something. Oh, his triumphs. Yeah. He's not willing to, like, give Harry any credit for anything that he has done, which obviously is the literal reason for his downfall, this whole fucking series. Yeah, like, honestly, this is, like, a huge fucking excuse more than anything. Oh, I just didn't do what I needed to do to make sure that he died. It's like... Right, because he can't accept the fact that Harry beat him at anything. There were some pretty fucking elaborate things here. Like, 
stealing the philosopher's stone. Right. Destroying one of your horcruxes. It's like, well, there's no way you could do this. Like, it's like the reason you won the race is not because you're faster than me, but because I fell. Right. You know, like, that's exactly what that is. That's not, you're not better than me. I messed up. Yeah, and I don't, sure, perhaps I'm biased, but I don't think that's true at all. No, it's not true at all. Yeah, it's like him trying to save face more than anything, I think. I feel like it's such a weird, like, leadership thing to open this book up by being like, oh, yeah, I've made a lot of mistakes, but that's the only reason why Harry has, like, it shows, like, the flaws in his plan from the get-go. Oh, so. From the get-go. Like, we are all aware of his bullshit. So once again, like I said about the fear versus love thing, like, automatically we're, we're getting into that. And then I think pretty quickly we move into the exchange between <clears throat> Lucius and... Holy. Yeah. So, we already talked a little bit about how, like, Voldemort has kind of taken over Malfoy Manor. Yeah, it's, he just, like, moved in. And so it is just so (laughs) clear, and I guess this, we could connect this back to that other conversation, too, about, like, perhaps he also needs to kind of, like, growl at his feet because there's nothing else he's able to do. But it feels very much like Voldemort got him out, and now he is completely, I used this already, but, like, under his thumb. You know? Yeah. With the whole, like, oh, well, I can't kill him with my wand because they have matching cores. That whole thing. So, at some point, I'm sure something happens where he's like, no, this wand isn't going to be good either. I need to use the Elder Wand. I think at this point he's already kidnapped Ollivander or he's going to soon. Once he kidnaps Ollivander and, like, interrogates him about the Elder Wand, that's when he's like, yeah, that's what I need. You know what? It's probably... After he tries to use Lucius's wand to kill Harry. Because what happens in that chapter, which will come up obviously pretty soon, is that Lucius's wand is destroyed when Harry's wand attacks him. Okay, which scene is this in? Is this, this, is in the, this is in the Seven Potters Oh, scene. it's in the Seven Potters scene. So yeah, it's really coming up. It's really coming up. And then if, I feel like there's a scene later on where Voldemort like kind of says all this stuff out loud. I think it's right before he murders Snape. Okay. With the Elder Wand, and he says, this is why I need this, or whatever. But Harry figures it out when he talks to Ollivander. There's so much is going to happen. Yeah, that's so interesting. So even this. from, like, that point of view, because we're getting right to, like, the nitty-gritty in this book right yeah. now. But, essentially, Harry's, like, two steps ahead of him during this entire thing, which is honestly kind of good. Even though it doesn't seem like it. Right. Well, because, because because we're not with Harry, and also a lot of the information hasn't come out yet. Harry's automatically always two steps ahead of him. Voldemort is definitely on a, like, well, one, when your literal goal is to murder someone, you're kind of already, like, just not on the right path. But, like, Harry's goal is to rid the world of Voldemort because of what he is. And Voldemort's is like, I'm afraid of this kid. He gets really arrogant about it and he fucks up. Like, that's his trajectory through all seven books. Yeah, that's very true. It's so fucking dumb. It'll be interesting to see how this unfolds because already yeah. at this point, like, we're starting to see those weaknesses. Mm-hmm. Which is also a really good way to open up the book of, like, hey, yeah, things seemed pretty bad at the end of the last one. They were pretty bad. But, like... Yeah. Let's have a little bit of a reset here. So then they're talking about Charity Burbage. Voldemort's like, shut her up, Wormtail. Well, before we even get to that point, there are two other things. Oh, okay. Uh, because that's kind of the end of the chapter, you know? I need to talk about Bellatrix really quick. We talked about her having three margaritas. Oh, the... she's next. She's actually after oh, this. Oh, she is after this. After so this is talking about... During the this Charity is, Burbage yeah. thing. Well, Charity Burbage, she's like continually reminded that she's there. Yeah. She's like floating up there and he's taking Lucy's wand and being like, you don't get to have a wand. Which, can we pause you are bad guys in a like a mere i don't know a couple of days weeks you're gonna kidnap a wand maker 
But even without kidnapping a wand maker, um, why don't you have more wands? Like, like why isn't there an easy way to do this? Why don't we have wands? Yeah. I have extra coffee mugs. I have extra pens in my house. Why don't we have an extra fucking wand? Okay, that's a really good point. So here's an example. My TV here is a fire TV. Mm-hmm. I've had issues with remotes, knock on wood, that I don't anymore. Oh, I thought you were about to knock on the wood of that thing. She was like, nope, I'm going to reach for my wine instead. There you go. <laughs> Thank I've done wood for you a little Thank bit. Thank you. I mean, I guess I could just have done it too, but there have been several times where I've had issues with remote, so I have a backup remote. That's maybe a good example. Yeah, of have that a fucking like, backup. What you have a fucking thing in your car? Yeah, for like, a hot tire. That's a good example. I mean, I'm just trying to think of like necessary tools that we use each day. Another example is a lighter. Like I use lighters to light candles, like incense, mm-hmm. and smoke weed. And so, like, I have, I have three of those clicky stick lighters in my apartment because I'm gonna yes. need them. I'm gonna need them. I have like an, I have an electric lighter. That, Ooh. like, you charge and it, like, lights a candle with um, electricity. <gasps> and, like, I also have, like, lighters in every room because, like, I burn a lot of incense and stuff. Mm-hmm. To your point, like, there should be a backup here. You know, one of the most recent visuals that we did <laughs> on Patreon, if you're a Quen, was about technology. Right there is, like, an example. Like, we have backups for literally everything in our life. We talked about this, I'm sure, when... When Ron, Ron, words are hard. Wan Wan. No, when Wan wants this book. <laughs> when when Ron's wand was broken in the second book, we, I think we talked about this a little bit then too. Well, the Weasleys are poor. Okay, sure, we're just gonna go with that, and that's why. But you are the fucking bad guy. But Steal the goddamn also, wand. Hang on, like Hogwarts has books and brooms that you can right, but you, you but don't you don't have, have extra wands. wands. Yeah, like that's the main thing I thought of is like Come when on. they did a fucking flying class. Madam Hooch has a whole collection yeah. of brooms for people to use. That's just a thing that always throws me off. But anyway, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that that is a very important thing to bring up because, and that's the thing, all this stuff is kind of rolled up in one because the, this is then when they start their shit talking. Because then he's like, oh, she teaches muggle studies and they're like, she like wizards to mate with muggles or, you know, werewolves. And he's like, speaking of, like, yeah. and they're like, he kind of comes for Bellatrix on He's like, aren't you so excited about this lovely thing that happened in your family? Your niece married a werewolf. <laughs> like, yes. they're, they're like all shitty at yeah. telling jokes and picking on it, people. 100%. That, and yes, we've made fun of their joke skills this entire podcast, but it, wow, it becomes even more like apparent, he's I like, think, like, here. like, Draco, will you babysit the cup? <laughs> oh, yeah, because here's the thing. Nymphadora Tongs hasn't really come up in a Death Eater conversation. Right. To this point. But to be reminded that she is, you know, the Malfoy's niece, that that her mom is, is Narcissa's sister, and Bellatrix's sister. Yeah. It does come a little bit out of the blue, though, almost. It's like, oh, well, your sister married about, a werewolf. Yeah. And I'm like, is probably right here. No, he's point. not. He's not there. He's, he's not allowed to be there. He's not a real Death Eater. Oh, because he, Fuck he's like, I just want to eat meat. Yeah. Me too. Fuck that guy. Me too, friend. He's not even in the the chapter, and he gets the first fuck that guy of the book. Good job. It happened. (laughs) Like, I didn't even clock that. But yes. Fuck that guy. Yeah. (laughs) I think the whole thing is just like, let's make fun of good people for a minute. Also, like, foreshadowing, unfortunately, for for something that happens at the end of this book. Mm -hmm. It's so... It's... Weird. Oh, Draco, are you going to babysit the cubs? And then everybody laughs. It's like, good one. Nice singer. Bellatrix, she's just like, I love you, Voldy. She's so juicy. She's so 
ready to just pounce on him and fuck him into the table. Ju- juicy is the word that I wrote down Juicy, for I love it. This part is just so weird. It's like, uh, let's lay it on thick that these people don't really know what they're doing. They're just, like, cosplaying as evil people until... <laughs> I mean, you might cosplay as an evil person, but I'm the villain of this podcast. Yeah, we know. Need I remind you all. So don't forget, you have to kill me by the end of this book. I did not say I was the hero of this podcast. I'm like... Shit, I'm always like saying I'm Neville Longbottom. So he literally is the secondary hero of the series. I don't want to be Voldemort, but like if I'm Voldemort, who are you? I'm still Neville Longbottom. Are you Bellatrix? I'm Bellatrix. Yeah. I would be the worst Bellatrix. I'm Ju- like Juicy Potato. I'm like Narcissa Malfoy. Oh, okay. So you're sitting on my table, but you're like, I don't want to be here. Yeah, that sounds right. When I kill people in my house and force my cats to eat them, you're just like, oh, I hope that doesn't happen to me and my child. <laughs> That's basically how that goes. Yeah. yeah. My evil child who's a dick. Yes. Yes. Uh, wait, who is your evil child who's a dick? I don't know. Who is the Draco to your Narcissa? I feel like I need to say Sarah Price. Uh, that's exactly what I was thinking, too. <laughs> so, congratulations, we- <laughs> Sarah. You're, you're Draco Malfoy. Don't now. worry, I'll protect you from Adam and his cat. Strangely enough, she also embodies Bellatrix as well. Yeah. Actually, I'm Voldemort in this scene. You're Narcissa Malfoy, and Sarah Price plays all the other characters. I'm in. <laughs> you don't have to say anything. I don't have to do a fucking thing. It's amazing. Sarah Price has to do all the costume changes and memorize all the lines. And I will just Tony Shalhoub the fuck out of that scene and act with my face. I don't know who that is. Tony Shalhoub? Tony Shalhoub. Who's that? He was Monk on the TV show Is he Monk. in this scene in the movie? He is now, because I'm him. Okay, well, we'll get there in a minute. We're not quite there. That would have been a really good transition, That would have been too. great, but he's not. But, he alas, and we, ha- we have a game to play, too. We do. So. Anyways, back to this. Back, back to, to the- this. Back to murder. So, back to murder, because before Charity Burbage gets murdered, that is, of course, like, the end of the how chapter. I remember this book opening, and yes, the end of the chapter. There's a little thing about, like, oh, mudbloods, yeah. like, we're superior because... We all had okay, like, we, we haven't talked to our sister since she married a mudblood. I'm like, yeah. all y'all are fucking half-blood anyway. Well, that's what I was just going to say. Here's Nate. Who's a half-blood. I, so, as I'm talking through all of this, I am finding a lot of parallels to something else. So, recently, I don't know what provoked me to try to find these movies and rewatch them, but the Austin Powers movies. Oh, God. I have not watched them in years, and I'm okay with that. Fucking Voldemort is like Dr. Evil. Because Dr. Evil is over there, like, feeding his cat and doing little dances and stuff. And then, like, when it's time to actually, like, be evil, Scott, his son, is always, like, pointing out certain things of, like, well, why don't we just shoot him? And Dr. Evil is like, no, we have to follow this very evil evil process as the, like, the hero gets away and stuff. So that is what I'm found feeling... (laughs) A lot throughout this That's scene fair. is that Voldemort is freaking Doctor Evil. I love that actually. That parallel will be further evaluated because that could be a fun conversation. Yeah, this is a great case of like, oh well, we're all evil because we're pure blood. But right there, sitting right next to you, is Snape. Right. So what would um, you do? You yourself, you Voldemort, are fucking half. There you go. There's that too. I didn't even dumb think ass. of that, but it's very true. He's such a fucking dumb. Like you wouldn't be here if Muggles didn't fuck the wizards. No. And then they kill Charity Privilege. And then Nagini has a snack. Yes. Oh, dinner. We don't have dinner at, at this podcast. We just have snacks. Mm-hmm. Snackies. Drinkies and snacks. Drinkies and snackies. Mmm. Charity Privilege. What a yummy snacky. For what's her face? 
I can't remember Nagini's name. <laughs> For what's her face, yeah. What's her face, the snake. Yeah, the fucking Nagini. Bellatrix unhinges her jaw. <laughs> That's what it is. A nice snack for Bellatrix. Snackies for Bellatrix. (laughs) We are starting strong with our games, and we are playing Wrong Answers Only. Oh, shit. What are the obvious real answers to these questions about this chapter? Oh, okay. Number one, speaking of snackies... Why is Charity there? Charity is there because she was set up on a blind date with this guy from one of her friends, one of her other professor friends at Hogwarts, and the guy turned out to be whatever the fucking blonde Death Eater's name is that we hate. Jaxley? No, the other one. The big the big guy. <laughs> Doesn't that give you everything? Yeah, the other Oh yeah, the other the other, other other one. The other 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 blonde guy. Yeah, and I, she was I like forgot she was like and Raul. She, yeah, Raul. Thorfinn. Thorfinn Raul. <laughs> Not Thurston Howell. <laughs> Thurston That's Howell is his drag name. She thought she was actually going on a date with Thurston Howell. Girl, learn <laughs> from fucking Bethilda, not Bethilda Bagshot, uh, Bertha Jorkins. Bertha Jorkins. Yeah, get ready this season for us to confuse all the characters. There's so many characters <laughs> because seven books. Anyway, yes, and that's my ones. terrible answer. Yes. That's a pretty good answer, though. My answer, though, is that she was selling ghost guns. Oh, and no, she came to the door, and um, she was like, you guys want some snackies? And, and Draco was like, you look familiar. So yes, and then they were like, oh, let's murder this one. Well, the reason why they were Girl Scout cookies is because she's like, with her cherry. Get it? Oh my god. <laughs> okay, what's the next question? Speaking of stupid jokes. <laughs> next, why do they have control over pious thickness? Because Yaxley and him have been fucking for a while. <gasps> Our answers are very simple. Oh, God. <laughs> My answer is because they want to fuck him in the butt. Because he ain't called Thickness when, for no Right, reason. his name is Thickness. Come on. Yeah. Can you imagine if your last name was Thickness? No, thanks. Tara Thickness. <laughs> I want everybody's name to be Thickness. <laughs> We're all related now. We're all the Thicknesses. <laughs> Next. What does Draco do when he babysits the cubs? He uh, puts together a nice little tea party for them. Mm-hmm. He makes he makes scones and gets out the fancy tea and sings them lullabies. Awesome. <laughs> Actually, that is a really good answer. <laughs> I think that's probably the real answer. My answer <laughs> is that he puts them to bed and watches Flavor of Love. That's what he does after the tea party. So yeah. You give him way too much credit, I think. But <laughs> that your answer is still probably more correct than mine. Next, what did Bellatrix do with Tonks when they hung out? Since he's like, hey, when you hung out with Nymphadora Tonks, make sure you murder her. Bellatrix and Tonks, then when they hung out? Yeah. Uh, Bellatrix locked her in a closet and ate all the snacks in the kitchen. That's what Tara would do. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. (laughs) My answer is that they are actually the ones who have the tea party. And Bellatrix tries to poison her? Um, yes, but what happens in uh, The Princess Bride, Princess Princess Bride, that one. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Okay. That's also correct. This is not a Princess Bride podcast, so if you don't know what that means, look it up. Next, and the final, I wrote it very tiny. What does this say? Why is it that Lucius is upset that Voldemort is back? Because he 
is secretly funding an anti-Death Eater campaign, and he's actually not really a Death Eater anymore. He learned from his he Azkaban days. He learned from his day. Azkaban days, and he was like... He's a reformed man. He's like, um, all my money actually is going to charity, but now you're fucking here. Yeah, I no. would like to do charity, which is floating over the table. Right? Also, and like... my dick don't float like that. Actual charity. There she is, and she gonna die. Yes. She's drinking some snacks. <laughs> Um, my answer is that because Voldemort took over his house and now he can't walk around wearing no pants anymore. Because he does not want Voldemort to see his dick. Because Lucius Malfoy has gone his entire life being like, I got a big old wallop in my pants. It looks like a baby's arm with an apple. And he lied about it. And now he you can't have the, You can't have the Dark Lord knowing the truth about the size of your he dick. He would be very ashamed. But unfortunately, Lucius doesn't know that just like his nose, Voldemort doesn't have a dick. It disappeared during his process and turning into Candleman. <laughs> It melted off. It melted off. <laughs> he melted his own dick off. That tracks. Bellatrix is so disappointed. This is going to be a good season. Okay, so a thing that happens in the movie that doesn't happen in the book, the way they open the movie is... Chapter 3. <laughs> it's chapter 3. No, but in the, the they open the movie with Scrimgeour giving like a big speech. Bill Nye the Science Bill Nye the, Guy. Bill Nye the science, science Guy. I really actually like it because one, it gives you a reason why he's fucking there because he's not in the sixth movie. Right. He's going to show up here in, you know, in future of the movie. So we want to make sure that we, we establish who he is. And it's a nice speech. It's a nice speech. It gives us the, the opportunity to see that this minister is not an idiot. He's not successful. And he's not necessarily great, but he's not an idiot like Bunch yes, was. I will agree with you. From the movie's point of view, that is correct. I don't think he's an idiot in the books either. He's just he's less likable in the books. And he's not necessarily a good yes. guy. Yes. Now, I will say this, though. He's not a bad guy. Like, opening up and being like, oh my god, this is Bill Nye the Science Guy. We're finally meeting him. He does look a little bit more evil in my eyes. I Like, yeah. when he was there, it's like, whoa. Like, it almost feels like he's pious thickness. But you know Pius Thickness is actually the evil one because he has a soul patch. He do have a soul patch. The Death Eaters before fucking learned how to tattoo people, they communicated through their soul patches. Voldemort used to have a soul That's patch. That's canon, didn't you and know? And if you touch your soul patch, then all the others get your message. Yeah. Then once you are done having a soul patch, then you get your dark mark. Yeah. Canon. That's how they knew people who had like fallen out of favor with the dark people. Mm-hmm. Some people grew actual beards and mustaches around their soul patch and it's like, well, now it won't work anymore. I'm oh, sorry. You're out. Yeah. So then, the movie goes in a weird order, so we're kind of like skipping over parts of the movie, but then we get, we get the scene from this chapter. The way that it, they move into the scene is very, very good. Yaxley ain't coming in with him. He ain't even coming in. And okay, so, and I said this when we were watching it, Alan Rickman just looks so fucking badass. He's just like, yeah. let's go. He and does it, his like smoke travel Oh thing. yeah, the smoke travel that we do to show the Death Eaters are apparating. Yes. Yes. He walks through that gate. And it looks like just a mini castle. It's fucking huge. It is. And I was even thinking when I was reading it, I was like, they're not in the drawing room, they're in the fucking dining room. That's a dining room. I think it might be a drawing room. Like, it it looks more like a place that you would invite guests to come sit, but there is a board table there. If there's anything that you need to know about this being the evil people, it looks like they're in a conference room. That's number one. If they're in a conference room, you know there's evil evil shit going on. You know, there's evil shit going yes. on. <laughs> and Charity is like lying in the air, moaning. Yeah. 
And Snape just, like, comes right in with it. Like, there's no... Yeah, there's no, like, formalities. He's just like, this is what's happening. And he acts like, that's yeah. not what I heard. Yeah. <laughs> Voldemort gets up and, like, bitch slaps him. I've never seen this little like, cut scene. He's, like, climbing the wall. He's Spider-Man. Anyway, Yaxley is climbing the wall, obviously. Um, yeah, yeah, we're talking about Yaxley. Oh, not something that, that we're watching. Fuck also that guy. Oh, there it is, number two. And number two. Should I bring back the Neville Carter? <laughs> And make it be a fuck that guy counter. (laughs) I think maybe that is a news and seven edition. Editing Adam here. I hope that you all realize that, yeah, that's happening this season. Yaxley is given the wrong information and stuff. Everybody is terrified. I feel like in the movie especially, you get that feeling even more. Everyone is terrified. The Malfoys look literally like they're just waiting to be murdered any second. Yes. All three of them. Yep. When Voldy comes over and is like, I need somebody's wand. Perhaps you, Lucy. He hands over his wand he and looks trembling. He looks horrified at the whole thing. Yeah. He takes it out of his little, like, stick. His and walking he, like, stick. Br- he, like, breaks it out of his little it. stick. And, like, Lucy flinches. He's like, what is this? Um, is it this? And he's like, he barely can speak. What is this? Is it this? What is wand The wand. I detect elm or whatever. I detect elm. He's like literally unable to speak. He's treating it like he's sniffing a freshly opened bottle of wine. Get out of here. I detect elm in this. Go fuck With a a hint of... With a hint of dragon heart string. (laughs) What a douchebag. And then he's like, oh, thanks for your wand, Avada Kedavra. Here you go. Have a snack. And then... Nagini! Come here. Come and get your snacky. She's like, okay, but I'm going to dramatically cross the whole table like this and make everyone scared because I love that. Who, the snake? Yeah, she loves it. She's like, I'm going to cross the whole table, make sure everyone notices me. I look good and I'm going to get a snack. Drinkies and snakies. <laughs> Drinkies and snakies. That's what this chapter should actually be called <laughs> because they have their margaritas and there's a snakey. Yes. Points! <laughs> Plus 10 to loop the tongues, because they married. <laughs> they got married, so <laughs> plus 10. Plus 5 to Lucius and Narcissa, because they are hosting this conference, and they scared. <laughs> they not get enough credit for and it. And, like, I don't think I've ever given points to Lucius Malfoy in my life. <laughs> so, throw in him bone. So also, plus 5 to Charity Burbage, because she's dead. Because <laughs> she's dead. I feel like that has is a precedent that I started either in the last book or the book prior. Plus five to this that person. When you die, dead. you get points. So. Okay. Unless you suck. Speaking of suck, negative five to Yaxley, Skinny Dick, and Dolohov. Because those are the other ones that are kind of mentioned. I suppose I could have taken them from Bellatrix too. But she's just lactating on the table. It's neither here nor there. Negative 15 to Voldemort because he, he is evil. And finally, five more points to Peacocks. Because they're there for some reason. <laughs> just just all peacocks. And after realizing last season that I did not give a single point to objects and stuff, throwing a bone to objects, five points to peacocks. <laughs> and those are animals. So remember, well, yes, but I, <laughs> the way you said that, those are animals. <laughs> Those are animals. <laughs> but in the like definition, I think, of my podcast categories, they end up in things. I think so. Thingies and snaggies. And snaggies and I'm sorry. Snaggies. I It's an inside joke between me and my sister that my sister <laughs> wrote on my fridge. We haven't stopped saying drinkies and snackies all day. <laughs> since Tara pointed it out. <laughs> Next time. <laughs> Next time we're going to do chapter, chapter two. Two, two comes so after one.
In memoriam. In memoriam, that's right. In, in memoriam. 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 So, guess yeah. what? It reminds her people died. That's going to be a theme in our wrap-up episode. <laughs> people died. So we'll catch that. Catch you then. Bye. Bye. Basic Snitches is recorded and produced by Adam Bowers and Tara Gorkery. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to rate us five stars on your listening app of choice and share us with all your other friends who love Harry Potter and getting drunk. Yes. Join our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram. I never update Twitter, but we have that. We do. Also email basicsnitches at gmail.com. We also now have a website, basicsnitches.com. And a Patreon, patreon.com slash basicsnitches. Join today and get exclusive content every week and be acknowledged in every single one of our episodes. Taryn Telegra, dance bitch. I see you new friends who don't make me dance for nothing. Yeah, they ain't gonna come, honey. We out!